Welcome to the Parable Podcast. I'm Danielle Zapchang. This is a place for conversation and stories that illustrate and celebrate God's presence in our everyday life. You know, a parable, it's a simple story and it's used to illustrate a lesson. Sometimes it's a lesson of hope, identity, and sometimes it's insecurity in our faith. I constantly, every day, felt like I was striving. I'm like, okay, I need to strive and I need to meet these expectations that no one was telling me I had to meet these expectations. God obviously is not telling me you need to be X, Y, and Z. He's not saying that. The perfectionist side of me wanting to strive constantly and I just felt exhausted. Today, we're going to hear from my friend Natalie Chung and she's going to talk about walking through what anxiety and depression looks like for her and choosing to be brave enough to share that with those she loved. Excited and honored to have Natalie Chung with us today. Natalie, we know each other through church, and you are now away studying at Indiana University. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? So right now I'm at Indiana University. My major is journalism. However, I don't really like it, so I think I'm going to be changing soon. <laughs> but yes, um, I'm from Elgin, Illinois, and through there we connected at church, obviously. And I really love worship, and I lead worship there. So that's probably one of my biggest passions. But besides that, that's pretty much it. I'm in Indiana right now and just being a freshman here, <laughs> living that life. I know you went to, for like all of your schooling, you went to a Christian private school and now you are at of public school. So what has yeah. that transition been like? So I went to this one school, Westminster Christian School. I was there from preschool, so three-year-old preschool, all the way through 12th grade, and I graduated there. So being here has been insane. It was definitely a culture shock because like, I was in this super small little class. I graduated with 22 kids in my class. Like You knew everyone. Everyone knew you. And here, that is definitely not the case. I'm pretty sure there's like 9,000 kids in my class, which is insane for me. So coming here was definitely a culture shock. And like, I was really like struggling, like trying to find my people, trying to find my group. Where am I going to find like these Christian friends who are also going to be very similar to me? So I was definitely struggling with that. And here it's a party atmosphere and that's not really my vibe. So I was like, okay, like I got to find friends who are like similar to me. And like, I don't know who have very similar values. But recently, which has been super helpful, I joined a part of this campus ministry called Chi Alpha here. And through that, I was able to join a small group. And we actually just went on a retreat this past week. So being able to connect with this small group and just having like this core group of girls has really like helped me feel like more at home and been poured into here. And then it's kind of feel like a little slice of my old school and like that small Christian community again. So that has definitely helped me as I've transitioned to this big, big school. (laughs) Yeah. And so starting all over again, it is hard, but God calls us into community. That's where we can do the work and we can be honest with each other and build those friendships. So this podcast really is meant to have people share their heart, their story, because everybody has lessons that they've learned in their life. What's something that has been part of your life that you have thought about that's a lesson that you've learned? I've always had really bad anxiety. When I was younger, I was diagnosed with OCD and that was definitely very difficult for me. When I was younger, that manifested more and I had like really bad separation anxiety from my parents and going to school was really rough. But over the years, it has changed. But going into this past senior year during COVID, so we were actually in school uh, in person because we're so small of our schools. We were able to be in person, which was definitely a blessing. But that was probably the hardest year that I've been through. My anxiety has escalated 
elevated to like a brand new height. It was way worse. I was having horrible social anxiety. Weekly, I would have a panic attack. And it was definitely just very difficult. For the first time, I was starting to experience depression. And with different medications, I was struggling to find the right balance. Like with every little transition, with every little shift of medication, it would really affect me. It would be hard for my body. And I would feel super tired. I'd feel super exhausted. I would uh, start to feel depressed. So that was definitely difficult for me. And it was a time where I struggled to feel the Lord. I was struggling with feelings of, okay, God, like if you really love me, then how are you letting me go through this right now? If you say that you care about me and that you will work everything out for my good, like how is this going to work in your plan? How am I supposed to know that you love me through this? This is a horrible feeling. So as I had mentioned before, like I love worship and stuff like that. And for the first time, I felt like that was very hard for me as I was like, okay, like how do I praise in the midst of this? But all this anxiety culminated to just feeling super insecure about myself. I felt like I had to match people's expectations. If like people knew me as someone who was put together, I felt like I had to meet those expectations every single day. I felt like if someone knew me as someone who was academically smart or like strive to do that I felt like I had to be that every single time I could not fail so that caused me a lot of anxiety every day that definitely led to a lot of my panic attacks I feel like so that was a difficult time of me having to learn okay like my identity is in Christ it's not in all of these things that I feel like I need to reach it's not in these expectations I feel like I need to reach it's not in what my friends think of me it's not in what my mentors think of me it's not in any of these things that was a difficult thing for me to battle along with all of my anxiety anxieties. But I was super fortunate. I have a bunch of mentors through my old school that have definitely just come alongside me. They have helped me through like my panic attacks and stuff like that. They've prayed for me. So that was a huge blessing. And having the Lord just show me this is the meaning of the family of God. I hadn't experienced that before this. Looking back, like maybe in the moment I was not totally understanding this, but like looking back, like I felt like the Lord had really taught me this is the family of God. This is what this means. And I'm going to show you my love through it. Even though you might not feel me right now, that does not mean I'm not present. That does not mean I'm not here. And I'm going to show you this through the people and the family of God, and which was primarily through like my mentors and my friends and stuff like that. Natalie, I'm a firstborn. You're the firstborn in your family. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. <laughs> I feel it all the time of wanting to do my best and approval. And again, nobody's asking. Nobody's, I like, no one's standing there with a checklist. Mm-hmm. God's not standing there with a checklist. But yet I just feel that so deeply. And so to have you recognize that at a young age, to be aware of that is beautiful because I think that it'll help you as you get older. You're able to share that with other people just like you're doing right now. Yeah. So one thing that really stuck with me was one of my mentors who is also my choir teacher. She definitely poured into me a ton. And one thing that I remember, like it was during lunch one day and I was just expressing, I was like, I do not know where God is. Like he feels like he's nowhere to be found. I feel like he is stepped back and it's just laughing at like the fact that I'm just here and I'm struggling but like he's just like all right there you go and I'm like this is horrible and there was definitely a time of deep frustration and grief and hopelessness but she was like okay like just because you don't feel him does not mean he's not near that's not something that like I had thought of like I am definitely a person like I need to feel that you're near like even with 
people. Like, I need people to, like, reach out and, like, text me. And, like, I need to know that they're, like, I need to be reminded, like, they are here. You know what I mean? I need to feel them. So, like, not necessarily, like, feeling the Lord, like, right next to me was difficult to this time. But having that reminder that, okay, like, just because I don't feel that is not reality. Like, that's not the truth. And I need to fill my mind with the truth by going through the word and seeing all the times that he has been faithful and that he is faithful, even though I might not realize it right now. And speaking of truth, the reason I guess why I asked you on this podcast to begin with is I follow you on Instagram, girl. And and I was just like, yes, preach, Natalie, when you wrote this, it says your identity lies fully in Christ. I constantly struggle to believe this truth. I repeatedly fall into the trap of believing Satan's lies that my worth and identity. I'm sorry. They depend on my appearance, social status, academics and achievements. Because of this, I am constantly striving, but this does not lead to the fulfilling Christ-centered life that God desires me to live. Galatians 2.20 states, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The Lord has taught me this truth in this season. And while I still struggle with remembering this, he keeps reminding me of his redeeming love and the fact that my identity lies in him. If you also struggle with believing these lies, lay them all down at the foot of the cross. Jesus does not love you because of your appearance or what you can accomplish, but because you are his child. Stop striving and rest in the security that you are fully seen, known, and loved by the God who created you. It's so good, girl. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. as someone who is 38 years old, I mean, there's so many people that don't know that truth. And so for you to recognize that at 18, that's amazing. Thank you. It was one of the most profound lessons that I had learned during that time, just because I constantly every day felt like I was striving. I'm like, okay, I need to strive and I need to meet these expectations. And as you had said, like no one was telling me I had to meet these expectations. My friends, my teachers, anyone in my life, God obviously is not telling me you need to be X, Y, and Z. He's not saying that. And I just felt exhausted. I was like, I can't do this. And the anxiety that it brought on, the panic attacks, the obsession that I need to be good enough. I would walk into a situation and I would feel anxious hours before like okay like i'm gonna have to go into this social situation i'm gonna need to be x y and z and then i'm gonna go into it and i would feel anxious and i'd get through it but then afterwards i would come out and i would overanalyze everything and i'd be like okay like you messed up there and you weren't good there and you didn't speak it right there and then you maybe people didn't understand what you meant there and it was just exhausting i just felt like at that time when i had posted that like this is what god was teaching me and this is something that i had to share because i felt like the lord was putting it on my heart and it was such a difficult lesson to learn I felt like if anyone else was feeling this way, if I could share that in any way, I just wanted to. Because of that idea of sharing and being vulnerable, has it been hard to do that? Because there's that idea, that facade of we want to be perfect, you know, and so then to break through and share that vulnerability, has that been hard for you to do that? Yes. I had not shared any of my uh, issues with anxiety or OCD at all until it was the very end of sophomore year. Before that, I had felt like you had said, like, I have to meet these expectations. Like, no one can know I'm going through these things. And so that was super difficult. But 
I realized that I cannot do this alone. God did not create people to do things alone, to go through trials alone. So he has created us to have this family of God to share with and to carry our burdens. So up until sophomore year, I had not shared any of this. Then I had finally opened up to some of my closest friends. And it has really just been through the last like two years that I've started to open up about this and started to realize that God is not allowing this to me so that I can keep it to myself. Like if this can help someone else, like that is definitely what I want to do because it's not going to be good at all just for me or for anyone else if I just sit here in silence and struggle by myself through sharing it I realized that I should have done this way sooner because it's really helped me to feel the love of God through other people in the family of God for sure so I didn't want to at first I didn't want to share it was like okay this is my secret like I'm not going to share with anyone they're going to judge me they're going to think that I'm just not capable and being capable was always and is something that I strive for and that is something that I struggle with so like I was like okay I can't have anyone think that I'm impaired in any way or that something like this is going to affect the way I act also been struggling this past year with thinking like, okay, like I don't want to be a burden on anyone. I struggled a lot last year with feeling guilty. I was like, okay, I can't put myself on anyone else. Like this is too much for me to handle. Like I can't put myself on my friends, my teachers, my family. I can't do that. That's unfair. But I've really been taught and just been preached truth over and over by my friends and family that this is the reason why the Lord has put the family of God in our lives to carry each other's burdens. We are not meant to do it alone. And so that has really helped me to fight off the guilt feelings. But that was definitely and is not something that comes naturally. Yeah, vulnerability is hard, especially, you know, if we don't have safe people in our life or we've had experiences that have kind of shaped how we view the world. It is scary to be that vulnerable. So tell me, how do you stay grounded and close to Jesus? I have been like a family of Christ followers all of my life. All of my friends are Christian. I go to a school where it's just like constantly preach you. And then I go to a school that that is preached against almost. It's a very secular world, obviously. And I was just exposed like there's just so much indulging in sin here like I had never experienced just such like pleasure in like doing sin and just like it was like crazy to me it was definitely a culture shock so that's something that definitely shook me but through last year and struggling through all this I feel like my faith has grown like exponentially and I realized that like I need to cling to the Lord and that's the only thing that can like bring me fulfillment so going into this year I was like I knew that it was going to be difficult I didn't know exactly how difficult it was going to be like being exposed to all this stuff but like I just realized that like these things that everyone is chasing after it's not going to bring fulfillment and it almost makes me sad because like there's so many people chasing after party atmosphere or whatever they might be chasing after but like that is definitely something that's been like okay like last year I struggled through this and I have seen the Lord's faithfulness and he is here and that is the only thing that's truly going to bring me fulfillment nothing else so that has been really important to me to hold on to and to find friends who hold on to the same thing here at Indiana University and it'll be interesting to see throughout your years here mm-hmm. to see how that kind of attitude that you have that is going to shine a light into other people's lives because partying guys whatever is out there mm-hmm. that only it's it's temporary you know and sometimes people they'll ask you know like what what is the hope that you have in your life danielle well it is jesus and my life isn't perfect but gosh it feels so good like even when things are breaking down and this world is going crazy this is the hope that i can stand firm on so it'll be so interesting to look back when you are at your 10-year college class reunion (laughs) to see like you have so-and-so come up to you and say gosh Natalie thank you so much for being a light and you didn't even recognize but God has given you these opportunities thank you as I was like choosing a school to go to I saw all my friends are choosing to go to Christian schools and like I initially was like okay I want to like change of atmosphere like I've been at the same place and I want to like go into like a bigger school and I knew that with that was obviously a secular community a secular environment 
but I was like, okay, like I feel like everyone's gonna have to step into the world at some time. And I feel like this is gonna be either be like a make or break moment for my faith. And I feel like that really has been what it is. And so like, well, I feel like kind of sad, like as I'm seeing all my friends, like some of them are going together, but some of them are going to different Christian schools around here. And it has been difficult. And I was like, oh, that would be so nice to feel like you're at like home and like, you don't have to worry about like, oh, like you have to like protect your faith. You have to defend your faith constantly. But this, I feel like, has definitely helped me, like, grow exponentially in this experience, even though it has been difficult. (laughs) Natalie, what do you want to, like, hear from generations that are before you? So, like, your parents, your grandparents, or just adults that are in your life. What are the things that we need to, like, be speaking into your generation? Currently, right now, I feel like our world is definitely about, like, okay, we feel it, and then that's how it is. Like, we see it, that's how it is. And that is definitely not, like, currently, like, how the way the Lord works and like we don't see him so and, like we can't always feel him and we can't see him physically and that's I feel like is very difficult for people my age and just doubting like okay like is he here like especially as like we go through trials and as people in my friend group and we get older and we experience new things and hardships that is definitely what I've seen myself along with my friends struggle with I felt like I have been encouraged by an older generation or just people who are a little bit older than me definitely through being reminded that it's not all based on your feelings like just because you can't see God doesn't mean he's near. And I also feel that people my age really struggle with not feeling seen, not feeling known, not feeling loved. So I feel like even on the outside, we pretend that we feel seen, pretend that we feel known, but in the inside, we don't feel seen. And I feel like that's very difficult. For me, I felt like that was that way for a long time until I had some of my teachers who are older than me, obviously, and uh, who are also my mentors. They just really poured into me and not only through their words, but also through their actions reminding me that I I am loved. I am seen. And also that this is not a love that comes from them, but from the Lord. And so it's direct love straight through them to me. That was definitely stuff that helped me uh, from an older generation. Sometimes when I think about like my kids, I think about the women, the men that I meet throughout the day, people at the grocery store, you think, okay, well, they're not really like me. They're not my age. We're not into the same things. But gosh, there's like so many people, what you said, they just want to be seen and they want to be known. How can we love and support each other, even if we don't believe the same things. There's a common connection when we talk about our life and our faith. That's what we need to do, everybody. We need to be intentional about helping others know that they are seen and they are known. Natalie, one last thing. So we talked about mental health already and just like how that's so important. I think for a long time, I shared this once at church that I just thought when somebody said that they are worried, they're stressed, they're depressed, I'm like, okay, well, you just need to pray about it. You just Mm -hmm. need to like talk to Jesus more. And it's not that. It's not like, oh, you just flip on that prayer switch and it's gone. What has that meant for you like to kind of be comforted to know that like dealing with mental health is okay. Like this is a part of your life. This is a part of the things that God has given you in your life. Yeah. So that was definitely also what I had believed. You just pray it away and you're like, you got to stop worrying. You got to give it to God. And I feel like I even still struggle with that. Like I put that on myself and I feel guilt. I'm like, okay, like why am like, am I not close enough with God? Am I not spending enough time with God? So I put that guilt on myself. And then I feel like I'll like spend more time with God. I'm like, okay, like, well, it's still here. So like, this isn't the solution. I don't know what the solution is. That was definitely a difficult thing for me and that I've been learning. But as I have learned the fact that this is actually like not something that's just like, okay, just like stop worrying about it. Stop thinking about it. Just like through this past year and through like my mentors who are important to me, they're like, this is not something that's just like, it's gone. You know what I mean? And I also felt pressure almost in a way because like when you read the bible it says do not be anxious about anything
anything. And I was like, okay, well, I can't not be anxious. Like this is like in me, like, I don't know how to not. And so then I felt like I'm sinning now that I'm ha- like having like OCD and I'm having anxiety and I'm struggling with my mental health. Like this is sin. And then, so that was definitely a difficult thing that I had believed, which I had found out through my experiences, through my teachers, through my friends, through my family. This, this clinical mental health is not a sin. Like you are not sinning through having anxiety. Like this is not your fault. And that has been difficult for me to learn that it's not my fault. I have to let go of the guilt. Mm. And then as we had also talked about like depression, I had also thought the same thing as well. Like, oh, like they're just sad. They just need to be cheered up. And as I experienced that multiple times throughout this past year, like I realized that that's not that at all. Um, So like that definitely helped me to gain a better understanding. And it's not, depression is not something I deal with as regularly as anxiety. It's usually just comes in waves depending on changes in my medication and stuff like that. And if it changed too much, but it's definitely like opened my eyes and helped realize other people like and have more empathy and sympathy and compassion for other people who do experience depression all the time because that is brutal like you don't even want to get out you can't get out of bed and it's not that you don't want to get out of bed it's that you physically feel like you can't like you feel defeated from the moment you wake up so that has definitely been something that I have learned and it's not just like oh you're feeling sad like I'll cheer you up type of thing a smile you know what I mean like that's not bad at all well Natalie thank you so much for just being vulnerable today and being honest with where you are and that you can just bring this hope and this joy of what God is doing in your life when he's going to continue to do while you are at school. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored. And as I look back at my story, I was like, I just really wanted to be like, it's not my story. It's what the Lord is working through me. So I feel like that's definitely something important that I really want to emphasize. Thank you so much. I have so much hope for what God is going to do with this next generation. How thankful for Natalie and her story, the vulnerability that she shares is beyond her years. And I am so proud of the work that she's done to better understand her anxiety and mental health and thankful that she recognizes how important that is to her parable story. If you want to dig a little deeper around this topic today, some takeaway questions that I want you to think about or journal about are this. Number one, how can you stop striving and rest in the security of God who created you? Number two, what is one way that you can share with maybe someone younger in your life that needs that reminder that they are seen and known? If you have any questions or you want more information about today's episode with Natalie, you can find the show notes over at daniellezapchank.com. I'd love to connect with you more. So you can find me hanging out on Instagram or Facebook. It's at daniellezapchank or daniellezapchank.com. So if you're not familiar, it's Z-A-P-C-H-E-N-K. That'll do it for today. Thank you for listening. Remember your parable, it showcases your identity in Christ. I'll see you next week on the Parable Podcast.